0: everybody to another edition of the Tukey's Take podcast. We are back again. It is us, the guys, the fellas. Reunited. It feels so good. And reunited because, gentlemen, this has been a really wild day in the Uh NHL. We were not planning on recording today, but you guys messaged me on Twitter to say, uh, should we just record today? And as such, here we are. But I think it's worthwhile because again, this is one of the Uh, more bizarre stories I think we've seen in the NHL in recent
1: years. One could even call it a sensational story. Boo! We have an episode. (laughs) Don't you dare. Why are you booing me? I'm right.
0: (laughs) So indeed, the three of us are back. Uh, Of course, Endo missed out on Monday's show just due to a wild, wild schedule that he happens um, to have. At the moment, but Endo, it is good to have you back here. And, uh, you know, again, leave it. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's another edition where, all right, you are our our stand in kneeler as a Leafs fan who will have the opportunity to absolutely dunk on the Ottawa Senators today. Not
2: really. I feel like, I don't know. Um, I don't grief, uh, I don't grift people for $20 of fucking Elon Cash, okay? So
1: I do it for free yeah <laughs>
2: fucking hell oh, every, every, every,
1: every, every leaf's lost post I have a new troll form it's always uh. just nice for um. <laughs> <laughs> the new one's so gonna be ni- nice for Kevin LeBanc baby
2: oh my god and, <laughs> and people are legitimately like liking your thing and being like well, why uh, would you know. trade like one guy ticket for his bait I'm like oh my god it's, it's brilliant <laughs> well, I'm like, get out of my head get out of my fucking head <laughs>
0: It's funny because we were going to talk about the Leafs anyway. We might as well just bring them up right now because there's not too much to say. Uh, But they've had an interesting few days. Um, From Max Domi looking like an absolute nerd against the LA Kings. Um, (laughs) You had Austin Matthews becoming a prime ambassador today, which I'll joke about, but that is actually really good news for the NHL. uh, Yeah. For Austin Matthews and his marketability because... uh, that drink is the it's it's the shits, not in terms of um, I, I will say, if, if you want a, if you want a beverage that tastes like you are downing syrup, that is the one for you. Yeah. Um But in terms of its uh, notoriety at this stage, it's, you know, it, it's good to be associated with that. And then you have William Nylander doing shirtless interviews. <laughs> a fun time. Absolute yeah, that's king. the
2: that's the Ryan Reeves influence because you know we had one earlier this week with um Austin Matthews tarps off completely and I think a reporter was saying like no you keep it off it's fine it's perfect um the, he looks great quote she said he looks great it's fine keep it there for the interview and uh yeah uh, Leafland is weird that's what I'll say right now uh but uh you know what's also weird our lovely sponsors for the podcast in Manscaped. <laughs> Yeah, That's you know the premier place. Terrible. Trim up your your nut sack. It's, it's getting cold. It's getting real cold. Doesn't mean so that cut you the have hair the, off. No, no, no. Doesn't mean cut the hair you're, off. You're killing it right now, and keep it trim. Right now, keep, it trim. Keep, keep it trim. You can have it long. You can have it short, but make sure it's clean. Use those products. Make sure it's kept well. Make 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 yourself look good and feel good. You know, because it's cuffing season, and you know,
1: yeah. I canceled all my purchases fantastic and <laughs> <laughs> manscape.com the home for all your men's grooming needs they have fantastic products i use uh many of them on a very regular basis mostly the fucking beard comb because it feels fantastic on my on my chin hair
0: there's a lot of ways endo could have gone about hey you're going to be inside a lot more often because it's winter, which opens up the opportunity for certain activities. And, you know, you want to make sure you look your best in that regard. And Manscaped can help you. It's cuddle weather. Make sure
1: she is cuddling something that's not too fuzzy. Balls. No, make sure the only fuzzy thing she's cuddling is her plushie. Balls. Balls. <laughs> My balls were too hot.
2: (laughs) My balls was
0: hot. Dude, fuck Derek Lewis. He got arrested for going like 130 and a 50 in his Lambo this week. Oh, oh God. Yeah. That That means dead. That's right.
2: His His balls were hot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. A big shout-out to our friends at Manscaped.com. Again, it's code Toogie T-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. That's if they continue to be a sponsor after this absurd, absurd show. Um, Really quickly, before we kind of get into the big hockey news of, like, the past four hours or so, um, obviously, this past Monday was a pretty difficult show for Sin and I to navigate. Endo did... Um, you know, give me a little bit to mention that I did, um, throughout the, the main topic, that being Adam Johnson's passing. Um, but first and foremost, I want to thank the people who, uh, reached out and, um, just wanted to mention that, Hey, I thought you, you know, Sin and you know, you guys did a good job covering that because that was something we were worried about is, you know, covering a topic like that as best we could. Uh, but in terms of an update as well, um, Around the league, we are starting to see more changes uh, already, thankfully. Uh, it was noted today, uh, at Winnipeg Jets' practice, four players have already added neck guards. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins, while they can't do it for the NHL, they have mandated uh, for the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton uh, Penguins, and the Wheeling Nailers of the ECHL that all players must wear neck guards. Those are now mandated, um, and we talked about that. It's the idea of just... The, the sooner you mandate these things, and I'm sorry, but the nhlpa PA, I, I mentioned the NHL needing to step up. The NHLPA needs to step up as well. I get that you represent the players, but the players need to do a better job of not being selfish in this instance. And oh, but I'm not used to wearing it in my comfort. They need to do a better job of setting a better example for future generations that are going to play in the NHL by being that generation to say, you know what? It kind of sucks for us because we're not used to it. But I agree, let's mandate it, and that way the kids who play in this league 10, 15, 20 years from now, it never even would have been a, oh, I'm uncomfortable because I'm not used to it. They would have been used to it by default. So to the NHLPA, fucking cooperate on this and don't act like this is some ball-busting deal if this is mandated. They are just as responsible in how this plays out moving forward as the NHL is. And I needed to mention that because we're about to rag on the NHL a fucking lot. Yeah. So I felt like it was only fair to mention the PA in this aspect. Yeah.
1: I mean, hey, yeah. you, roll, you rolled over and you didn't appeal the uh, Shane Pinto um, suspension whatsoever. There's uh, There's got to be some sort of backdoor deal going on there. Maybe the mm. NHL dangling the Olympics in front of their heads. <laughs> hey, you want to go here? Shut the fuck up and take your medicine. Mm.
0: Could be, to be honest.
2: Not to mention the NHLPA um, appealing a hit against another NHLPA member, which is funny. That will never get old to me. We're, hey, you got really fucked up, but we're going to make sure that the guy who fucked you up has a chance to get a, light, a lighter sentence.
0: Yeah, he, he has to, yeah. as much of a right. And it's funny because it's a Bruins player. He has as much of a right to brain you as you have to not be brained by him.
2: <laughs> <Sure>.
0: Brain. <laughs> Jesus. Well, again, fuck it. We were going to talk about it earlier. Let's talk about it right now. The Charlie McAvoy thing. And again, there's a lot of topics today, so it'll be kind of bouncing back and forth because again, it's been a crazy fucking day. Um, bonendo was referencing the fact that Charlie McAvoy has been suspended for four games. Um, I believe as you mentioned, there is an appeal coming because that's what happens. I mean, we saw it with Rasmus Anderson's four game suspension. It was appealed I mean, and withheld.
2: I was talking about the Anderson one, but the fact that the NHLPA is also doing it again for another hit. I'm not sure oh. if they are. I thought
0: that's what you were referencing and maybe I had missed something, but because you Because the one presume... the
2: one on Line A was a, was uh there was an appeal sent by the, by the NHLPA, I guess we talked about it. And apparently if this one gets an appeal set forth as well, um that will be hilarious. I mean, it's yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Charlie McAvoy, um I mentioned this on Twitter. I didn't get a chance obviously to talk about it yet cuz it happened in between shows. Um in a game against the Florida Panthers, he fucking hit all larson in the head like it is a beyond predatory hit there's no conversation to be had about it there won't be any freaking bruins fan bias from me uh he is lucky it was only four games um a lot of people are like oh charlie mcavoy really walks that line of dirty versus physical and i'll agree that he does if this was someone like jacob truba uh who does that to an even greater degree not like comparing for the sake of being like oh he's not as bad as this guy but if this was jacob Truba, people would have been calling for him to be suspended for the rest of the year mm-hmm. um or at least a Raffy torres-esque or shane pinto-esque 41 games um this was a really fucking bad hit yeah i will say though you gotta give them credit where it's due the dops the department of player safety they've been doing better So Mm -hmm. far this season, we'll see if that holds up. We're less than a month into the season, but maybe this is, I'm not, I'm not going to say for sure, but maybe this is the start of positive steps in regards to, oh, I don't know what two of those letters stand for player safety. Maybe this is a step up and actually protecting the players a bit more and saying, Charlie, what the fuck was that? What's the matter with you? You, We cannot be having players do that and think, oh, it'll only be a game or so. Uh, just a Bush League hit, a total Bush League hit.
1: Yeah, it has to be the new standard, the suspensions mm-hmm. that they're going for. And I know a lot of people then brought up the, uh, I want to say Clifton on Buffalo, who hit uh, He's Sure, But that's that was a very, very different hit. And I think it did only deserve the more two games because... Again, you can look at the Anderson and McAvoy one and you can point to a lot of things. The way they hit him, elevating, targeting. You can look at context of the game uh, mm-hmm. for the Anderson one and in relation to the Boston one. Like that was the puck was gone, man. And mm-hmm. he he followed through. It looked like he even almost made eye contact. Like yeah. he, he followed through, committed to that shit, and he was going to hit him up high. Now, I'm not going to say McAvoy intended to hit him in the head. Uh, I don't know the dude, but he intended to really fucking lay into him at least, you know, high, high up on his body, whether that's a shoulder, but and he end, ended up hitting his head. And that's why it's dangerous. That's why you don't do it. And, and that's why he's suspended. Um, but, yeah, it, it needs to be the new standard that, of what they're starting right now. And I would hate, hate, hate to see them regress because it's, it's not good. It's the typical NHL thing of trying to sweep something under the rug, an event that happens right now, and then it's going to blow up in their face. You know, years later, possibly with more lawsuits and more bouts of CTE for these athletes, man, they got they, they got to have a quality of life. No one thinks about, you know, I'm not going to say no one, but a lot of people don't really think about the the huge ramifications that events like this have, you know, on mm-hmm. on quality of life, especially. And if you're an athlete and you're in the moment and you're the one who gets hit, you feel invincible at all times. You can, you, you have to be. You're, you're one of the top 0.001% of hockey players in the world. You know, you have I to mean, go out there with that killer instinct and that invincible
0: mentality. So they have to be saved we, from themselves. <laughs> sorry there, but that's why we talk about having to save player from themselves in regards yeah. to neck guards, because mm-hmm. these guys do feel invincible. And it brings me to a tweet uh, that former NHLer Aaron Ward uh, put out in the aftermath of this McAvoy hit. Quote, how are we still here? my era in my era maybe we didn't know better and or didn't know what we know now but most of us who are finished with the game are scared shitless of CTE awaiting in the next decades these guys can do better be better than this hit
1: you, you can't class.
0: disagree with it yeah. you can't players like Aaron Ward who are in their 40s now who played not all that long ago um you know these, these are the guys that you have to listen to Guys his age, even a little bit younger, especially older, that we know are going through these. We've already seen uh, numerous stories kind of covering, and it's not just related to headshots, but the general wear and tear that hockey has on your body. Uh, We've seen Ryan Kessler talk about it. There was uh, a piece on Zen Kanopka, who was known as an enforcer in the league. I mean, you know, these are guys in their 40s at this stage who are fucking struggling Because of what they had to put their body through. There's enough wear and tear to begin with. Let alone with hits like this that only exacerbate the issues. So, I wanted to mention that. In regards to one Charlie McAvoy. uh, Just so it didn't look like... Oh, Bruins fan, he's not talking about it. Like, no, I acknowledge it was a fucking horrible, horrible hit. The big story today. Is in regards... To the Ottawa Senators, however, and I want to get to this right here and now because this is wild and by the time this show is published, things could have changed. I know Sin's still very much keeping an eye on the Twitter timeline to see if anything else comes out about this, but this, this is an interesting story to say the least. So to recap, um, not all that long ago. At the trade deadline of 2022, there was an attempted trade involving the Vegas Golden Knights, the Anaheim Ducks, and the Ottawa Senators.
1: Um, I think the Senators traded him before to Vegas. Yes, Vegas had him on the
0: roster for a while, yeah. Yes. So, uh, this comes from one Frank Saravalli at dailyfaceoff.com. More than 19 months after the NHL invalidated a trade involving the Golden Knights and Ducks at the 2022 deadline, the league punished the real culprit on Wednesday, the Ottawa Senators. The NHL announced that the Sens must forfeit a future first-round pick over the next three years for their role in the botched deal because they did not originally supply Dadunov's no-trade list to the Vegas Golden Knights upon his arrival in 2021. The sends will be allowed to select which year it is forfeited, the pick, which will be either 2024, 20, 25, or 26. And the decision hey, must be made within 24 hours of the culmination of the draft lottery. That um, is
2: stupid. That is stupid. It should be. You have a week to decide whatever. You get to the story after this, but th- to give them until the draft, they basically be like, "Oh, do you guys want to give up this year's? You could get like a first, you could get like a top 10 pick, or you could get another pick next year. Who knows? Like the fact that that's a possibility for them is is stupid. As, 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 as separated from the fact that this is like 19 months later. But the fact that they get like the choice to be like, "Oh yeah, you don't you, you can take next year's instead of this year's or take two years from now instead of the one this year because we could get a really really good player this year in this year's draft. I think that's stupid. I think that's the one part of it that's completely messed up. Aside from other things in this whole thing. Uh but yeah, that's that's where I'm at so far.
1: You can continue. I don't know. I I, I slightly disagree with that simply because the season's already started. Um for like they they've gotten off to a pretty rough start in terms of turmoil and injuries. So like they're probably not making the playoffs and for them the, the NHL to like it would seem like the NHL dropped this on them they're like all right well now you have to forfeit your first which is maybe going to be a lottery pick would be pretty friggin harsh. I think the, the to me like the reason they're giving them this much of a choice is maybe partly because Dorian was going to be on the way out anyway, but also I feel like Sens weren't the only team involved. You fucked up, man. And we'll, we'll get to that more
0: later, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So to continue on uh, the NHL declined to further comments beyond the statement mentioning it, um, Back in 2022, the Golden Knights appeared to have egg on their face when on the March 21st trade deadline, the trade was nixed. Vegas agreed to send Dadnoff in a conditional second to the Ducks in exchange for the contracts of John Moore and injured forward Ryan Kessler, who was essentially retired. The deal was completed pending a trade call when sources say Dadnoff's agent balked and mentioned that Anaheim was one of the teams on Dadnoff's negotiated 10 team no trade list. Now, I do remember our show on this, and it was like LOL Vegas. That that was that was the narrative at the time. Is mm-hmm. Vegas tried to do another player dirty by ignoring a no trade clause and moving them anyway and being like, oh, there's nothing we can do. The it, it that that's just how it played out. Is people just being like, Oh, there's Ruthless Vegas again. To continue. Uh, one issue the Golden Knights were unaware that the clause existed and had no record of receiving a list. Dadnoff stood his ground, as is his right. The trade was invalidated, and since it was past the 3 o'clock deadline, the Golden Knights were stuck within an unenviable cap situation and some embarrassment to wear. Turns out, as the NHL confirmed with Wednesday's punishment, the Sens were to blame. The root issue goes back to uh, Dadnoff's arrival in 2021. Upon completing the trade call, as sources say is customary on the call, There was no record of the Golden Knights representative asking if the team needed to be aware of any no-trade clauses. They were told no, and no list was passed along. Dadunov's agent provided proof that he had indeed submitted a previous no-trade list to Ottawa. The Golden Knights continued to pursue justice over the last near 600 days, and the league finally slapped sends on Wednesday. Um, And of course, there is some other history in regards to forfeited first round picks, uh, the coyotes had to forfeit their 2021 first rounder and a second rounder in 2020 for improper testing of draft eligible prospects. Um, you have the whole Ilya Kovalchuk debacle of years past, um, for an illegal contract, the devils lost a first round pick in 2014, only to then gain it back later. Um, the Maple Leafs forfeited a fourth round pick in 2009 for an illegal contract with Jonas Frogren, And then famously, in 1983, the Blues traded away two first round picks and forfeited the last 10 rounds because they didn't show up to the draft. They just didn't <laughs> yeah. have representation presentation at the draft. That's funny um, as fuck. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> so to recap. The Blues tried to decentralize before the NHL. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. So to recap this, the Ducks, eh, nothing you can really do in that situation. The Golden Knights, who were previously viewed as the um, the wrongdoing party in this situation, technically weren't, because the the wrong party in this situation were the Ottawa Senators and now former GM. Pierre Dorian, as he has been let go or officially has been allowed to resign uh, with former NHL defenseman Steve Steos, who was a part of that front office, taking over as the interim GM. Um, The fact is, the Sens did not disclose to the Golden Knights before moving him to the Golden Knights that he had an existing no-trade clause. Um, So Vegas could only operate with the information that they had. Um, it makes me wonder at the time what cap friendly would have looked like. Well, careful. Everyone would call you an idiot.
1: Oh, careful. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got fucking hate. I got, I got got burned by so many different burners (laughs) for fucking suggesting that. Why, why don't they all use all the resources too? like, I don't know. Like. Yeah, no cap. Friendly has it all listed. You can't obviously see all the teams that is on the no trade clause, but it was listed that he would have that. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't know. For me, I would double and triple check all my resources and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it says here that he has this thing. Can you check your records further?" Right. So yeah, you think
0: that would have been the solution in yeah. the situation, right? You would think, at the yeah. very least. Um. So. It's spicy enough That you get This kind of deal It gets spicier in a minute Um, It's worth noting by the way The Vegas Golden Knights put out a statement today saying We appreciate the league's diligence On this matter and respect the decision The club will have no further comment (laughs) Which basically reads as LOL Pierre
1: (laughs) And also we we, we got got the league To fucking Give us what we want again yeah.
0: yeah, in some ways. In fairness, this way, in this instance, this, this they one's were... at
1: least. Yeah, this one's at least not as tantrum-y as the last one. Yeah. Where? So. We allowed four goals. The penalty maybe shouldn't have been a penalty. And then also, yeah, the NHL apologized to us, but they apologized to no one. We're special.
2: Oh, I don't know, Rick. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, did I go Morty right there? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh jeez, Rick! Here in Vegas, we, 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 we take our hockey seriously, man.
2: <laughs> I didn't hear this, Morty. What the fuck, Morty? <laughs> NHLPA is gonna be with the lights with the fucking fee, Morty. I can't pick! I can't pick the first round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost the pick! <laughs> <laughs>
0: The real pick. <laughs> well, that's the new episode. Go <laughs> pick. Oh, uh, hell. So I want to talk one. about Pierre Dorian for a second before talking about Sen's owner Michael Anlauer. Lauer, um, because in more recent times, post passing of Eugene Melnick, um, Pierre Dorian had been rebuilding his reputation as, oh, maybe he actually wasn't as bad of a GM as it looked. You know, he had been the GM with the Sens for seven and a half years. And especially recently, it's, oh man, they got Stutzla, Kachuk, Sanderson, Shabbat, Norris, all these guys locked up to long-term deals. The core's in place. They brought in Giroux. Didn't work with DeBrinket, but they still tried. And man, all of a sudden things are looking good and now this one thing this one thing just tears it all down all. and he has to be and at the same time is the rightful fall guy in yeah. this instance Um, it's just kind of crazy because I do think he was building a good thing and who would have he thought was... that Evgeny dadanov would have been the fall of Pierre Dorian <laughs>
1: He's, he's right now yes. screaming into the void, Dad and off! <laughs> yeah, who's your daddy? There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, yeah, it really kind of sucks because it did seem like Pierre was, it almost seemed like he was cuffs off and he was starting to make moves that he wanted to oh, make yeah. and the sends were looking much better. And hmm. it just, it's really unfortunate that it came down to this. But yeah, this, this type of shit can't happen uh, in yeah. any on any level. <laughs> like, <laughs> again, this isn't a fucking sports league.
0: <laughs> oh, well, it gets worse in regards to the NHL isn't oh, the yeah. real league. And that brings us to the comments today by the Senators owner, Michael Landlauer, who, oh, again, man. if you would recall, uh, has only recently taken over the Sens. Now, today was a big day for him to begin with, by the way. Um, he sold his 10% minority interest. Uh, in the Montreal Canadiens today, uh, at an estimated value of two point five billion dollars, <laughs> I believe is what it was. It says Ann Lauer has sold his ten percent minority interest in the Canadiens at a two point five billion dollar value. It's a record valuation for a standalone NHL team. Jesus. So um, this this is a this is a very rich man in general. He buys the Sens officially. Uh, on September 21st, 2023. <laughs> yes. For $1 billion. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was actually $950 million, was the final That doesn't sound, sound as good, too.
2: We yeah. round up here. That's too little.
0: Yeah. Canada dollars, that's a billion. Um.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Might be a couple, man, at this point. Honestly. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> a couple of, of, of billions.
0: Dude, I'll tell you what though, I love going over to Canada to eat food. It's so cheap. <laughs> is it? Fuck. It's it's honestly fun. Food is I mean, so again. expensive
1: here, man. man. Yeah, I love. That's why I, I like going getting... to Finland, dude. This food's cheap as fuck there compared to here. Man,
2: I love getting my invoices for um, our sponsorship payments because it's always like, oh, I can get like maybe a chicken nugget.
0: Singular. <laughs> That's not true, because you get paid in the U.S., so you're actually getting paid a lot.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. I can get, like, two chicken nuggets with Canadian currency
0: over there. Yeah, Yeah.
2: two. At least two. On a good day.
0: So the controversy with the Sens, beyond just the, the crazy thing that Pierre Dorian is no longer the GM, is this. Quote, Sens owner Michael Ann Lauer says the NHL did not advise him of either Ongoing investigation regarding the sense, which was the Dadnoff no trade clause incident and the Shane Pinto sports betting incident before he closed on the purchase of the team. Oh, that's further quote. Maybe they didn't want to disrupt the sale to make sure the seller got the best price possible. The seller being Eugene Melnick's daughter's. At this stage, oh! So his Michael Anlauer, the owner of the Sens, openly speculated that maybe I wasn't told about this because they thought, oh, I might not offer as much money for the team anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, va- it's it's valid. Don't the only thing. Don't fuck with a rich man and his money, man. Like oh. that's what they care most about. Is how mm. much they can collect and and the value of stuff that they can buy with it. And this man, yeah, this I, man
2: just got two billion. Like, sorry, I didn't interrupt. Sorry, I thought you done.
1: No, it's fine. I I hope I hope that he 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 continues to do this shit because the NHL needs to be held accountable. And at like, if you go to buy a house and someone died in there. You have to disclose that. You have to disclose these things Mm -hmm. that go – you have to disclose mold and everything. Toogie is a homeowner. He probably knows more about this than I do. But these are all (laughs) things that have to be disclosed. So, yeah, if I was buying a business and they were like, nah, it's fine, dude. Everything's cool. And there's – and I buy it and then I get sucked into lawsuits and ongoing litigation. Mm -hmm. That's fucking illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dana. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah oh, like man. he has every right to be pissed and mm-hmm. and the people who are like on this weird side of like well you know you bought it it's your problem now it's like bro you could you could use that fucking launch against vegas where's that energy you traded mm-hmm. for dad you didn't do your due diligence where's that energy and then you got sense fans who are who are the hypocrites on that flip side who are saying Nah, they should have done the dude, Dylan, just wow, we have our first taken away. So everyone sucks.
2: Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I have a weird situation that kind of relates to this. So you're saying how like, oh, you bought it, you get it, whatever. Uh, a family member of ours bought a house. And we were moving stuff into the new house and everything. And we go to the basement. And it's like, there's this, there's this there's this random thing in the basement. We're like, what the hell is this? And I'm making a joke, oh, it's probably like a gun or something. And they're like, oh, whatever, we laugh it off. Day later, we get a call back and it was like, yeah, remember how you said it was a gun? Yeah, it's a gun. <laughs> so it's like, like, like Yeah, it's the same shit. Like, you have to tell people what the fuck is there. You have to disclose everything. Or else that's just foul trade. And I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't know, he finds a way to be like, yo. I paid fuck I paid two billion Canadian essentially because of how fucking crazy the prices difference is. Mm. Give me some of that money back or some shit like that. Like you said, don't fuck with billionaires and their money. They love money. How do you think he's a fucking billionaire?
0: I just think it's so funny for the NHL who who need people like this involved in their <laughs> league. And this is how you start off that relationship less than two months into it. That is that is some shrewd business there, Mr. Bettman. Some very, very shrewd business. Um so again, you punish the sends. <laughs> Think of the logic here. You punished the sends for withholding information during a <laughs> transaction. I know while you yourselves were withholding information from Michael Landlauer <laughs> during a transaction wow <laughs> the nhl rules for thee not for me
1: <laughs> yeah, they Wait. they must sacrifice a first round pick now
0: holy god um In regards to uh, the question, too, Ann Lauer was also asked uh, and said this. uh, You'll have to ask the NHL why it took a year, this investigation, and why I inherited this is beyond me. There was no reason for this investigation to even last this long. Um, He also said he received a 73-page report that showed the hockey club was, quote, negligent in nature in regards to the Dadnoff trade, and that is what led to the uh this one deemed just the last straw for Pierre Dorian. Um, he also mentioned um that he won't be filing an appeal because he views it as a quote futile exercise. He doesn't even want to deal with the, he doesn't want to deal with Gary's bullshit. That's what that means. He's, what you're not worth guy. this. You're not worth the time, you're not worth the headache. Fuck it, whatever. I'm moving on. Um
1: Michael Landauer. Uh, <laughs> Yo, he is he is endearing himself to that Sens fan base right now oh yeah like oh this is this is great he's he's taking shots at the NHL the Sens are gonna love him for that he's sticking up for the players the Sens fans are gonna love him for that like just in such a small amount of time this guy's gonna be the people's hero and i'm I'm happy for Sens fans in that regard because they've had a lot of bullshit over the past couple decades
0: mm-hmm now um <laughs> Anlar was also quoted in saying this. And this this is a spicy one. Yeah. Because obviously you're talking about the Dadnoff thing, but you also see him comment on the Shane Pinto thing. Quote, You look at a young man, Shane Pinto, who is making millions of dollars in representing the community, but he's 21 years old. Wayne Gretzky... Goes on MGM and talks about betting. Think about being injured and having time on your hands and a cell phone.
2: Dude, mic drop. Fucking mic drop.
0: Literally calling out the NHL's direct ties to betting and saying, but you're going to hand Shane Pinto a 41-game suspension for something that you refuse to clarify. You refuse to put out exactly what happened. You put out a very vague statement, and now it's still... Well, he's gone for 41 games. And again, the Sens owner being like, oh, you're suspending one of our guys for gambling related activities. Um, But look at what you're promoting all the time. I fucking love this man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the type of billionaire that you bootlick. Fuck Elon Musk and his fucking drugged out ass. Did you see pictures of him on the Joe Rogan podcast? By the way, I saw a picture that was him from like five years ago to now. That dude's on death's door I, <laughs> I mean go to rehab elon jesus I mean, christ
2: when you make a 44 billion dollar purchase of a website change literally everything about it and then end up apparently losing like an insane amount of value within a year apparently a the value 50 percent. yeah like, like it's uh, i saw somewhere it said it was like <clears throat> it was bought at 44 billion and now it's like f- worth four billion which is crazy
1: yeah that that's probably an overestimation uh, yeah the, a number more close to probably where it's at is like 16 to 18 billion which is still absolutely fucking horrific if i lost that, is, that in a year i would
0: ugh, <laughs> i'm never sepicole. gonna financially recover from this oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. you will not sir
2: yeah put another fucking rocket in the fucking space buddy whatever oh,
0: god. god um michael Anlauer though just gloves off less than two months into owning a team being like, well, this is fucking bullshit, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I I give him a lot of credit for not yeah. just going about this in the the politically safe way and just being like, nope, here's what I think about this situation. And Sin, like you said, it is very much going to endear himself to Sens fans at mm-hmm. this stage. Because was, Sens fans uh... are pissed. And look, yeah. I think they should be. Um, Was there a front office fuck up? Yes. Should Pierre Dorian have lost his job? Honestly, probably. It would have been tough. Um, Should the NHL have handed out some form of punishment? Yes. At the same time, their consistency or lack thereof when it comes to doling out these punishments to teams... Is also being called in the question because I mentioned earlier, the Arizona Coyotes forfeiting a first round pick for essentially uh, improper workouts, which I mean, if you're if you want to really go down the line of tampering, um, the league is built upon tampering when it comes to draft picks and the information that's out there when it comes to free agency. Boy, isn't that crazy how on July 1st, every single year, at noon, these deals are announced. These multi-million dollar, multi-year deals with incentives um, just happen to get worked out in like half an hour.
1: Yeah, crazy that Suter and Parise went to the same place.
0: Yeah, on identical (laughs) deals. I know. I can see how they would have worked that out in like a a 24-hour span or so. You know, no, it's fine. Come on now. The biggest thing that people are bringing up in regards to this is the punishment, or lack thereof, uh, that the Chicago Blackhawks um, had imposed upon them in the aftermath of the Kyle Beach investigation's conclusion.
1: Yes. Um,
0: Where you will recall it was, what, a no draft pick forfeiture, Mm -hmm. but a $2 million fine that they have already recouped tenfold as a result of... Connor Bedard becoming a hawk, and season ticket sales fucking skyrocketed.
2: Yep. In 48 hours of the lottery, they made back those $2 million. Beautiful.
0: The only defense I have seen anybody try to come up with here to be like, oh, this is why the Sens deserved a hardship punishment, is because oh, well, it it was a front office thing. It was a hockey ops thing. You're setting... So what? You're saying that the standard should be a front office... Transactional fuck up is worse than not properly reporting sexual assault. And, and not then only giving that,
1: that person a boost. That yeah. is the
0: argument people are trying to make online in defense yeah. of why Chicago didn't get as heavily punished as the Sens are right now.
1: Yeah, not only not reporting, but covering it up for 10 years and literally facilitating further assaults by giving that guy recommendations to work with children. Correct. The Blackhawks yeah. organization is directly responsible for the sexual assault of children. Full stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again, there'll be a lot of Hawks fans who were like, blah, 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 blah. The people that are gone. Again, while Rocky Words passed away this summer.
1: They're a blue blood family. They're still in there.
0: People have not forgotten his response a year to the day of the news coming out where Mark Lazarus asked him, what have you done since? And his infamous response, we're moving on. I'm not going to talk about it. I'd like to think there will obviously be some unreasonable Hawks fans because that's just life. There are unreasonable people. Um, but For anybody that's not a smooth brained fool, um, you'll realize just how this does not add up and just how frankly absurd. Uh, this is at this stage and nope. why it lends credence to people's thoughts of certain teams getting favoritism above others because if the role you know this might not be fair to do I will I will openly acknowledge that, but I cannot help but wonder if the roles were reversed would the punishments be the same if nope. the Ottawa Senators were the organization to have covered up the Kyle Beach story and Chicago did this whole not properly notifying a team about a no-trade list. Would Chicago have suffered the same punishment as the Sens are now, and would the Sens have suffered the same $2 million fine that Chicago did? Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) that's the way it feels man i don't i get it i can't say for sure it's a hypothetical but that's the way it fucking feels
1: yeah yeah like you're you're 100 right like there's they they would probably get the same fucking punishments that they have right now just for those things being reversed because honestly like again the blackhawks benefited from the cover-up you could say they like it what like it's they the whole team didn't benefit? No, like that wasn't that was a down that was from the top to the bottom organizational cover-up. Mm-hmm. Ownership knew about it. Managers and coaches knew about it. Fucking players knew about it. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can't. Things are being shouted to him on the ice regarding mm-hmm. what happened. People blaming him for being assaulted pretty much making him, mm-hmm. you know, feel even worse about being in- assaulted by victim blaming him and then calling yes. him gay for being sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me the captains of that of that team don't know that's going on you're a fucking idiot they absolutely do they absolutely swept it under the rug they had to win now so nothing happened those cups that they won throughout that period during the cover-up they're still intact the <laughs> names aren't struck off that they don't they don't get those taken away they don't forfeit a first rounder they get handed the a generational fucking talent the best prospect since mcdavid And uh, the only thing that they had to do. Oh, no, they had to fire the people who covered up sexual assault. Oh, no, they they got fined two million dollars. Meanwhile, the Blackhawks as an organization are are at least worth one billion. That's probably way underestimating. Rocky Wurtz net net worth. I forgot what it was, but it was obviously in the fucking billions.
0: Yeah, from Forbes dot com, the Chicago Blackhawks. Net worth is as of december 2022 calculated at one point five billion dollars
1: so that is less than one percent Ah, no no wait math yeah yeah it's a one, yeah. Th- yeah one thousand millions I know <laughs> fucking hell that's <laughs> a lot of money so this yeah. is a set they what you know what they got everyone since you all hate the dops they got maximum allowable under the cBA Mm -hmm. For covering up sexual assault. And those of you who are Hawks fans and desperately want to enjoy Bedard, you're going to enjoy him. No one's going to no one can take that away from you. But fucking yeah, you should feel grossed out at the same time. You can do both things. I'm going to enjoy Bedard's career. I'm going to feel grossed out that he has that he's in a Hawks uniform because he shouldn't be. They shouldn't have had that pick. And for those who would say, well, it would be the 2022. No, they were fined after the 2022 draft. Yeah.
0: Again, I think Sens fans are perfectly right to be frustrated here. I think everyone is is kind of rightful to be frustrated because you got to remember, too, this is a league. We talk about the faults of it all the fucking time. Um, this is a league that continues to deny the link between concussions and CTE. Primarily to protect themselves from potential legal matters. Meanwhile, players like Aaron Ward are on Twitter being like, hey, yeah, this is fucked up. We're all worried about this. Uh, Meanwhile, a 19 year old player in the QMJHL by the name of Lane Hinckley has been forced to retire due to a brain lesion that was discovered um, as well as concussions. He was asked about this and his quote was too many hits, too many punches. That is a 19-year-old uh, whose hockey career has been taken away um, because of the inherent risks of the sport.
1: Right, and because people didn't protect him from and himself. I know, biggest, I know, it's his choice to hit and fight, but hmm? we went over this. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: at the same time, to that point, we talked about the NHL's responsibility at the highest level to set the standard. And if they're not going to be able to enforce neck guards, neck guards will never be a huge thing. It'll be down to personal choice as if, and again, there are some fucking psychos out there, but as if Matt Petgrave was like, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm all right with being on the opposite end of an incident where someone died And fucking choose that, um, the person who cut Clint Malarchuk did not choose that. The person who cut Richard Zednick did not choose that. Um, you know, you talk about the inherent risks of the sport. The NHL, at the highest level, if they're not acknowledging that, yeah, you know, playing our sport comes with significant health risks, such as what we all know it entails, but legally they refuse to acknowledge, um, then there are some people out there who will just be like, well, it's not that big of a deal then, because well, the NHL doesn't acknowledge it. I'm, I'm hesitant to call those people stupid. The proper term is probably more misinformed, right? Let's be honest. Um,
1: but the Willfully, fact is, there will some be people cases, out though. there.
0: There will be yeah. parents out there, kids out there, who legitimately do not understand the full risks because the biggest sports league in the world for that sport refuses to acknowledge it. That is just a fact. To end this on a potentially uh, entertaining note in regards okay. to the Sens, um, there's there's a name that's floating out around. Oh, hold on, hold on! Breaking news: uh, oh. the WHL. The WHL has an- announced today the adoption of mandatory neck guard protections for all players effective Friday, November third.
1: Oh, the good WHL. Job. Good job.
0: Good fucking job to the WHL. Again, uh, to repeat, the adoption of mandatory neck guards. Uh, protection for all players is effective as of this Friday, November 3rd. Uh, just announced by the WHL. Uh, it's also on the chl.ca website. Um, th- this is proper action. This is proper action in response to, again, a-, a fucking tragedy. And these are the steps that need to be taken moving forward. So props to the WHL. And uh, that gives me some optimism, certainly, that this will not be uh, the last league that we see moving forward. That is tremendous fucking news. Um, do we still want to joke about Peter Shirelli's name being out there in regards to being the Senzu chief? Peter <laughs> Shirelli. I think we have the to s-
2: the seal of approval. If this to po- <laughs> yeah I'm going to sing the asset for that. It is the logo with the Peter Shirelli seal of approval. If that is not on the thumbnail, I I'm going to resign from this fucking
1: podcast. I swear to God. That hey, is, that's a don't put it on. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too,
2: man. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, no, um, honestly, like the fact that Shirelli Zane's being thrown out there is fucking comical. Man, I bought Twitter Blue just to do the fucking ha 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 and use all the characters for it. it was
1: fucking
2: I'm not even joking. You fucking bought Twitter
1: Blue just to do a a wall of haws. Yes.
2: <laughs> not that's financial your
1: wrestling finishing move, by the way. Not my financial advice. <laughs> the wall of haws.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like three thousand characters of just haws. And then at the end, this league is a joke. There you go.
0: So, great, Peter Shirelli. obviously, we don't know for sure, right? His name's being floated out there. Yeah, I, I feel give like
1: it always gets floated out there, and I think people I don't just do it to
0: fuck with it. He won a cup in 2011, and he is just <laughs> riding that wave to the grave. <laughs> Like dude, he could be on his deathbed at 105 and there will still be a team going, you know what would Pete do in this situation?
1: <laughs> I Older fucking love him for it. Ray. I don't know how
0: he's done it. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's
1: it's it's that whole it's the it's the it's the old boys club, it's the it's the the coach carousel. It's it's all, it's all one and the same essentially. It's beautiful. Like, these same people are always getting, like that's you know the ga- They, they are, they're always preaching how the game changes like all the time. Like so, why don't we acknowledge that when hunting for coaches and GMs? Um, <clears throat> you know, sure, this guy covered up sexual assault, but he also won a three cups. You know, in that hmm. time, Uh sure, this guy's fucking ruined a couple franchises, but he won a cup in twenty eleven. Sure, young players hate this guy, but you remember what he did to the Blue Jackets. Like, come on, man. <laughs> The game has changed. I love Peter Shirelli. (laughs)
0: That's all I can say. Won the Bruins a cup, and now somehow, despite his god-awful tenure, literally his Wikipedia page starts off with, Peter Shirelli born here, done this. Both of his tenures as general manager ended with his being fired with his Oilers managerial career, in particular, a source of controversy. That's in the opening paragraph of who Peter Shirelli is. (laughs) It's just, yeah, he fucking sucked at Edmonton, didn't he?
2: It's like, man, he sucks, but you've heard of me though. Like, <laughs> you have heard
0: of me. You are without a doubt the worst pirate I've ever known.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: That's a good that's a good meme. <laughs> oh, oh <my> god <laughs> All right. No, the, the thumbnail needs to be Peter Chiarelli riding the boat down. Yes. As onto the dock. Yes. A of senators. Managerial office. Yes. Oh, my
1: God. You, you got to have the fucking Sens logo on the pier. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck me.
2: That's so good. Ah,
0: so beyond great. that, we do have a couple other things to talk about uh, yes. here on the show. Um, unless you guys had anything else to add about the Sens, but I feel like you can't really top comparing Pete or Shirelli to Captain Jack <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, man. that's,
1: that's, that's, that's a new high for the show right here. We're hitting milestones <sighs> today, boys. God.
0: We do have one viewer question in, uh, to kind of break up some of the hockey talk. Um. And it's in the aftermath of uh, synonized conversation about uh, Stink King and the Burger King versus McDonald's. Thing.
2: Oh man, I saw that you guys were like, I listened to the near end of the podcast as you guys talked about the um, uh, what happened to the incident overseas, and I will just refer to it as because it's an incident, and it's unfortunate. Um, you guys talk about Hungry Jacks, we and did. you just you just were you preaching the holy gospel that is oh, Hungry yeah. Jacks? to a sin. Oh, oh my yeah. god.
0: this is why i told him you need to start hanging out with us on stream when we play fifa in lieu of playing nhl because it's terrible um this is why you need to play fifa with us because you discover the magic of something like Hungry jacks so it's a good time the question that we have here just as burger king had a few games around their mascot If you could have any mascot star in their own video game, who would it be and why and what type of game? Now, I want to elaborate on this, too, because um, there's quite the history in video games of mascot games. Now, obviously, you have your Pac-Man for Atari, your Sonic, your Mario, that is what it is. But I'm talking about literal mascots, games made to advertise existing brands. Um, one of the more famous ones is a game by the name of Cool Spot. Yeah, uh,
2: Cool Spot. <laughs> which was a
0: platformer uh, designed around 7-Up, the, the soda. Uh, soda!
2: Soda!
0: <laughs> their mascot pool spot who was a red circle with glasses he was because sick night, man <laughs> um there are other ones along uh, like chester cheetah for cheetos had his own game oh uh, he did Tom,
2: yeah shit,
1: that was going to be mine <laughs> damn, cheetah <laughs> too yes. cool the to fool
2: baby what <laughs> yeah is? look it up too cool yep. the fool he was the cool was a chester yeah. Cheetah
0: nineteen ninety-two game for Super Nintendo is as, as Endo mentioned, too cool to fool. Yeah. Um oh, with, with Chester Cheetah. That
1: game sucks.
0: <laughs> it does. <laughs> that game's shit.
1: CD ROM, so does it count? I can't shoot. Yeah, It counts. It counts. Um
0: Fuck. Domino's Pizza had a, a mascot in the eighties oh. and nineties known as The Noid.
2: Yeah. Avoid who would the steal Noid
0: Pizza. And he had his own video game as what well the there there's a lot the kool-aid yeah. man had his own video I game i figured most 80s. of these happened
1: in the 90s and, and yeah the like the birth of video games especially on the yeah. cd-rom
0: like for yep. computers and of course this is my choice if any mascot could star in their own video game bring it back we're in the age of remasters bring back pepsi man
2: <laughs> oh my god dude oh
0: my god the greatest video game of all time pepsi man
2: pepsi man
1: that is the <laughs> song from it <laughs> is this have- like gta no no, oh, no no no. he's just no, no, collecting pepsi okay
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm like uh, getting in a
1: car i was like what the fuck <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi man just coming around and jacking there, your rides. And...
2: There is an actual part. This is like at the height of the Coke versus Pepsi war, too. So yeah. at one point, there is like at one part of the level, you're running away from something instead, and there is a Coke truck. Literally just a Coke, a Coke truck.
0: It's uh, Crash Bandicoot. Just Pepsi. version, Yeah. yeah okay. do do, do do instead of collecting uh, the... Uh, uh, what were the fruits called? Crash uh, Wumpa remember.
2: fruit.
1: Walker fruit. fruit. There you go. Yeah. Instead
0: of collecting those, you, you collect cans of Pepsi.
2: <laughs> and you, and you okay. collect them.
1: And sh- <laughs> but I, I, I saw I saw the I saw the view, and at least it's a, a view that makes sense. You're running forward.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: God. Well, there, there
0: are a few levels in Pepsi Man where you're running towards the screen, and it's almost yeah. fucking impossible. <laughs> yeah, because who designs
1: a game like that? I'll never play Crash Bandicoot. The Japanese! <sighs> Set it, motherfuckers. Fuck your yeah. classics. <laughs> Wait, wait, uh, any other suggestions? Like I know we
0: took sins away. <sighs>
2: uh,
1: man. I, I, ha- I had a backup. Now I got to I, I gotta remember it. Well, so go I, know, like, I think that right now we're in
2: the weird era of putting uh, active mascots into dating sims because there is a Colonel Sanders dating sim. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is a Wendy's dating sim and it's just that whole thing. So I'm trying to think outside of the box here. Who is a mascot that I would like... In a video game or a rebirth of video game, um <laughs> give me the bee from Honey Nut Cheerios. They used to have games for the bee, like online games. There was actually a uh, way I, no back second. in the day. What?
1: Were honeycomb,
2: about the bee. honeycomb, up, honeycomb. <laughs> the honeycomb guy. No, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Bee Movie for a second. Oh. <laughs> and i'm like the b- what are you movie?
0: talking about the b- i want dance. B movie yeah exactly like the guitar hero version of b movie where it's just oh, all you're jazz
2: music just playing... <laughs> oh my oh, God. Sax um, hero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good <laughs> Holy fuck. i mean we, ha- we have trombone champ so like that could probably work oh, too
0: Jeez. that game is so fucking good by the way
2: trombone champ
0: i couldn't believe it i finally it was on sale on steam earlier this year and i finally bought it as a as a joke uh for the fiance, who of course as i mentioned is a music teacher and um (laughs) we we were dying we were fucking dying laughing at trombone champ it is Uh, so funny
2: so good yeah but i wanted i want to because i remember all these flash games when i was a kid um i know (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't a game that
1: was just a fucking loop
2: <laughs> oh man that was that's mr weeble wasn't it jesus um that's that's, that's from a long Stick time
1: ago.com had some hilarious games dude yeah
2: like ytv had a bunch of games they had like a like a fruit loops game where you had like jump like
1: all right well i've got mine now
2: yeah and they had like i remember way back when they had a comic for the um for the Honey Nut Cheerios bee, and everyone would make everyone, <laughs> everyone would troll and like use some of the letters, make it look like the the, the bee has like a dick with like some sort of Cheerio pieces. <laughs> and it was just so much griefing on there, it was wild. But yeah, I'd go with the bee. I don't know his fucking name. What's the name of the Honey Nut Cheerio bee name? Is I don't it know just if he bee? has a name,
0: man. Uh, Money, not, Buzz, buzz? Bee.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It evolved the buzz. Uh, I I have an answer actually before sin here, um, GTA. But the G stands for gritty. I want <laughs> gritty theft <on> <laughs> Oh
2: my god! You
0: some mod for that on GTA. Just probably
2: like, like
1: with be. how like with how old that shit is now. Like there has to be a mod that makes your guy fucking gritty.
0: <sighs> god, that or I want like NHL. I want all sports mascots, but specifically if I had to choose, it would be NHL mascots in the style of Mortal Kombat. That's pretty good. <laughs> I oh want to just God. be able to uppercut someone's head off and watch him fall into the spike.
1: <laughs> Dude, Sharky, yeah, Sharky's his finisher would be amazing. You can oh imagine God, how cool like
0: the individual stages would be for each of the NHL mascots too, That's like the creativity rad. you could have aside from like well, yeah, even like Carlton the Bear for the Leafs, it could be a fucking Antarctic stage, an igloo or some shit. Like there's yeah. so many cool things you could do, which is why it'll never happen. On top of the bloody door. <laughs> yeah, I had
1: three really good ideas by this point. Number one, a uh, a game, a horror game featuring Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Dude, that
2: exists. That exists. Exist. That exists. <laughs> I
1: don't know, man. Um, um, an an RPG as the Bud Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Or a football oh. game as the Wells Fargo horses—a full-fledged mm. football game where you could be the horses.
2: That is oh. wild.
0: We have fun here. Yes. <laughs> we have fun here. All right. Well, a big thank you for that question. That was a fun one. Let's keep these up. One. No yeah. more of the hey, what's your favorite obscure? Like we've answered all those. Give us hypotheticals like this nonsense. This is the good type of nonsense.
2: Also, stop asking us wrestling questions because there's a podcast dedicated to fucking wrestling questions Mm. (laughs) that you do with Tugi and Sin. Not Sin. Tugi and Crash. Sorry. Sin can be on there. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Like, say that for the second turnbuckle. Okay? Whenever you guys record it because it seems you guys do like one every month. There
0: you go. Yeah, we're trying to get it to be a bit more consistent. Yeah. And... In terms of some other topics, really quickly, it is the uh, 1st of November, our first show of a new month. And as I still like to do, um, I like to talk about awards and where we think certain favorites might be. Also, again, more breaking news. This one's not NHL related, um, but I want to implore people to uh, tonight throw a chair in honor of Bobby Knight. Uh, the legendary NCAA basketball coach. It was just announced he passed away at age 83. Oh. Oh. Um, and I'm bummed out about that because that guy. Talk about somebody my age growing up and shows like best damn sports show and the clips of like playoffs and sports yeah. memes. Bobby yeah. Knight was one of the original like sports memes of. Can you believe the shit he did? He fucking yeeted a chair across the court once. Um, shout out to Bobby Knight um but we like to talk sorry about the off topic this is a weird show anyway this is what happens when i'm doing yard work and you guys like hey you want to do a show (laughs) it's like i'm fucking tired (laughs) um in terms of the nhl awards though i figured we could kind of talk about who we think some of the favorites might be now that we're 10 games or so into the season the first month is done and it kind of gives us a chance to talk about individual players and some of the races that are going on already in regards to scoring and such and Let's start off with the uh, let's start off with the Calder, the Rookie of the Year race, because this was one uh, that was certainly being viewed as as well. It's probably one guy that's gonna get it done, um, but there is quite a bit of competition for this award right now. Mm-hmm. When it comes to scoring for rookies, uh, leading the way currently is Ottawa Senators forward Ridley Gregg with seven points in eight games Uh you have bedard with six points in nine four goals by the way um i don't think Connor bedard's hitting 40 this year guys i don't know nah. if that's gonna happen nah, <laughs> Slow I, start. Yeah. I, I
1: had i had more faith in him it's it's been a rough time in chicago
2: disappointment bust uh, bust bust <laughs> generational talent my ass
1: generational bust bust <laughs> bust <laughs> dard.
0: Connor is that Bustar. It's
2: that picture where it's like Squidward pointing and it says
0: bust. <laughs> you need to make that. Yeah. Um, you have Bobby Brink up there for scoring. Someone who is a little bit underrated right now because of where he plays. Pablo off.
1: For the I was Anaheim, say Leo Carlson. You guys said two names at the same time, and I missed them. And they both,
2: both play on the Anaheim Ducks. It's great. <laughs> uh,
0: so Endo said Leo Carlson, um yes. who is outside the top 10 in scoring. I mentioned, though, their defenseman, uh, 19 year old Pavel Mintikoff, who um he's been fantastic, man. He has six points in nine games. Defensively, he looks really solid. Like there's a lot of people mentioning this kind of comparison already, and I, I have to agree with it. Uh, almost more at Cider-esque in terms of like how complete and well-rounded his game looks already. Super small sample size. Uh, but he is definitely a name to keep an eye out on. Um, also top 10 in scoring, Luke Hughes on the Devils, Logan Cooley, uh, Boston Bruin, official Boston Bruin. No getting sent down right now. Matt Patra, yep, Adam Fantilli, yep. Luke Evangelista, and Marco Rossi uh, round out the top 10 currently at the moment. Um, First and foremost, dude, what a rookie class this is! This is going to yeah. be fun to follow yeah. along all season long. I don't know who the favorite is right now. It's still probably Bedard, based off a of reputation, and because a guy like Minchikov, a defenseman, has to put up an absurd amount of points to even get consideration. Um, but this is going to be a really fun race. This is not mm-hmm. just Connor Bedard winning this foot race by a hundred meters. Like he's he's got competition this year.
1: Yeah. I'd it's pretty sick to see. Um, yeah, you. I think Bruins fans have every right to be excited about Patra because, like, dude, he came in impressed in camp, but that happens to a lot of guys who then disappear. I mean, think of the Leafs in Minton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone yeah. was so hyped, and then he goes up against NHL competition. And he can't quite hack it. He's playing fourth line in his eighth game, and, yeah, he's back. But Patra, dude, like – he, he has such a complete game at such a young age. It's mm-hmm. wild to me. It's yeah. absolutely wild. You do not see that all the time in 19 year olds. Now, is he going to get that call there? Can he keep up in points? Now, the advantage that he may have against some of the other guys, he's on a much better team who's mm-hmm. having a much better season so far. Um, but then again, maybe less ice time because, well, there's more better players on that team too. So it's kind of a lot of different edges to that, but I think he shouldn't be overlooked. He could just be having a hot start and, you know, considering. But, yeah, something that the Bruins have, have always done is sometimes lucking their way into these fucking studs while completely screwing up the early picks. You guys, are, <laughs> you guys,
2: man, you man fucking I don't know assholes. How you do you yeah. You son of a
1: bitch, you motherfucker. <laughs> you're a liar. Fake, you're a coward. Get over here.
0: <laughs> I, I had no expectation for him at all. It's like, oh, okay. It's a guy who scored really well in junior, you know. Like you said, you really see well like that all the time. And then to have him make the team, it's like, oh, okay. And now to have him through nine games look really good, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, it's just it's been a really pleasant surprise.
2: It's yeah. that meme with Vince McMahon, just like, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he makes that one cut and just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh. Fuck. well that's another photoshop we need is my oh. face reacting to matt patra um, yeah. fuck. i wanted to mention some of the rookie goalies as well really quickly because that is you know is it's Gull still it's a more, goalie rookie yes ah. um, so right now there are three rookie goalies uh that have solid numbers so in terms of the actual rookie goalies that are out there sam ursan for philly it's been rough uh, Peter Kachekov for Carolina, shockingly rough. Arvid Soderblom for Chicago. Yeah. Caden Primo in Montreal has a game played. Devin Levi has four games played, but it's been a, a rough start for him. Yeah, it has. Um, so then the goalies that have played multiple games uh, Joel Hofer on St. Louis, two games with a 9.13 save percentage. Lukas Dostal in Anaheim, five games with a 9.21. Yeah. A 279 goals against average. And then technically a rookie. Joseph Wall for Toronto, five games played a 942 save percentage in those games. Um, again, it's very difficult for goalies to compete for the Calder. Um, but with the talent that the Leafs have, even if it's, you know, there are concerns about, okay, how far are they going to be able to go? The offseason moves and, and such. Oh, uh, there is still a chance that Joseph Wall could be in that, that finalist conversation.
1: I hope Joseph Wall is... Top three in Vesna voting and doesn't win the Calder, simply because it would just show how stupid like the narrative is about what the Calder should be and who it should go to, and like how it some for some reason it has to be someone who's very very young instead of a rookie, like the award says. Yeah, I,
0: I've had that conversation <laughs> yeah. on this show plenty of times. The idea of best young player versus outright rookie. Yeah, you know, in MLB, a 31 year old can win Rookie of the Year, and that's correct because they are a rookie. I think there should be a distinction between Rookie of the Year and Best Young Player. I think Best Young Player should be 23 and under, and then yep. somebody can also be eligible uh, to win both. Like Connor Batard should be eligible to win Rookie of the Year and Best Young Player. Yeah, um, at the same time. You know that that would have solved the debate. Like a couple of years ago, it would have been Connor McDavid best young player, but Panarin still would have won the Calder because he was the best player there, and McDavid got hurt, and that mm-hmm. would have solved a lot of the controversy over it. Um, yeah. As it is, we haven't had a goalie win the Calder since. Any guesses? Get it, press. number one goalie. No, probably. I don't. No, him he didn't hmm. win it. Uh, two thousand eight,
2: oh, two thousand nine. I remember. I know what this is. It's one of the Masons.
0: Correct. It is Steve Mason. Yeah. There ah, you go. It's it's Columbus. Ah, Steve Mason.
1: <laughs>
0: also a jar of preserves. Um. <laughs> since <a> then, point. <laughs> too, we've had two twenty-four-year-olds win the Calder. Artemi Panarin and Kirill Kaprizov? Mm-hmm.
2: They're not uh, really. They're not really rookies. They played in Russia.
0: Oh, Do you remember the Michael Bunting conversation?
2: Oh my Jesus. God. <laughs> if bunting won, then fucked off the carolina was abs and that was absolutely like non-visible it would be <laughs> fucking great
0: by the way any guesses of the oldest calder winner of all time
2: it was like 30 no. or some shit like that i know it was like before they, no, they Oh, we're guessing what the age?
0: The yeah. yeah oh oldest
1: calder winner of all time i'm gonna say 29
2: 32
0: 1989-90 for the Calgary Flames, Sergei Makarov at 31 wow. years old. Yeah, Wow. No, color. You, went, you went over,
1: Endo. Price is yeah, right. Price, rules. price
0: is right, <laughs> rules. Sin wins. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: off. just kidding, but yeah. No, you're a closer, Endo. <laughs> get,
0: get fucked. <laughs> uh, the Hart no, Trophy come, for League man. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kind of tie this into the Ted Lindsay ah. Award winner as well. Just the general best player um right now for my money it's a two horse race and it is between the <laughs> nhl's leading scorer in jack hughes oh god what did <laughs> Endo think of
2: it caught me off guard at the fucking <laughs> oh,
1: sorry i missed <laughs> that i, I, I guess Toogie didn't hear it but yeah I hear it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i got in though
2: oh fuck you <laughs> keep going Toogie, it's fine
0: uh, Jack Hughes and Elias Petterson, who was at 16 points in nine games. Hughes is at 18 in eights. Um, also up there in terms of scoring, you got Panarin, Larkin, Pasternak, Jesper Pratt, Debrinkett. Um But early early doors, you're looking at Hughes or Pedersen. It's like, holy I'm, shit. Like, I'm
1: looking at Hughes all the way. That's I'm fair. waiting for the Canucks to fuck up because uh, <laughs> until they prove otherwise, that's what they're going to do at some point in the season. Uh, I, the devils are for real, dude. That, that young core is so sick. Hughes has so many people to pass to and so many ways he can generate offense. Um, that's his biggest advantage over McDavid. McDavid is still obviously a much better individual player. But, you know, he's missed a couple games. He's a mutant and only somehow missed, like, one quarter of the time we thought he was going to miss. What the hell? Right. And uh, But, yeah, um, I th- he could still do incredible. But I think this one, it could be really, really interesting. And I think it could com- kind of come down to, I don't know, I'd like to see more in- individuals score at higher rates, especially like someone like Jack Hughes, who... Was much maligned in his early couple years, and I'd just love to see him come back because he's got that swagger too. He has more of a personality <laughs> than most people are. We'll attribute that, that to him being American and being cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like nerd ass uh, Canadians, yeah, fucking you know, terrible <laughs> locked over <laughs> an awesome office party, it's
2: terrible fucking yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just- tossers,
2: fucking northern. Yeah. But yeah,
1: it's what Hughes has been doing is so sick. And he, and the thing that, that the reason why he can keep doing it is because the support cast around him is really fucking good. Much better than what McDavid has now that what makes what McDavid does more impressive. But for most points, I think Jack Hughes has a chance to actually, you know, get around him. I think he would have had more of a chance if McDavid actually stayed out for two weeks. But yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's no way he's not playing hurt right now. I I will say it. There's no way he's not playing her, especially for the Heritage Classic.
0: And the problem is, like, they they need him. And that's the mm-hmm. concern ah. in regards to Connor McDavid. Is like, man, if he does miss significant time, fuck. Like, I mean, they dropped Adam Ernie and signed Sam Gagne. <laughs> like, they, they're scrambling right now. And if you don't have Connor McDavid, then you really start to wonder, like, oh, shit, what's the season going to be? But then the concern is... Connor McDavid plays hurt. What the hell will he look like by the playoffs if they make it? Like, how worn down is he going to be? Because there's only so much somebody can do. Yep. So. Yeah.
2: Like the like, Sh- um, Shirelli Masterclass, Shirelli yeah, was-
1: Holland Masterclass. Let's let's be honest.
2: <laughs> oh man, it's great. It's I feel bad for those guys. I feel bad for people on Edmonton. Like they they signed Sam Gagné to a contract uh they basically promoted them from the a to the n with a contract there which is pretty good you know get the bag king uh but it's basically operation please somebody with a pulse help us god damn it we need something going on here because like they're just they just got nothing like mcdavid went out if mcdavid goes out long term it's like oh sweet we get like a fuck ton of cap to deal with but then it's like oh shit mcdavid's out we are we are now immediately in the situation where we're basically a fringe team, where we should be a top team in the NHL.
1: I mean, if they lose McDavid, they're missing the playoffs, plain and simple.
2: Yeah, <laughs> wild card berth doesn't like, matter how, how much fucking
1: cap. cap you get. They would they would be stupid if they tried to use those assets to go out and get a patchwork lineup.
0: What assets though?
1: Exactly. Like, like they don't have many assets. You'd have to trade a lot of roster guys. Like so you still like,
0: have. You still have firsts. Yeah, first Broberg. I was going to say, like, yeah, like, who's going to look at Zach Broberg, Holloway, Ryan McLeod as like, yeah, let's get those guys because they haven't done too well in the Oilers lineup so far this season. Like, it's actively hurting their value. Um, (sighs) And in terms of that prospect pool, I don't know if Raphael Lejoie, Lavoie, Lajoie, uh, Xavier Borgo, um i i don't think there's that extreme value in your prospect pool it's one of the more barren ones in the nhl right now like they're like they've already stretched themselves thin to be as competitive as they are now and it hasn't been enough cool. yeah Um, I'm going to lump in the Jack Adams for coach of the year and the Jim Gregory for GM of the year together. And more often than not, this goes to teams that are at the top or it's the, oh, you're better than we thought you were award. Um, Vegas right now is the best team in the NHL by points percentage. Um, obviously they didn't have to do too much with their roster. You know, you, you lose Riley Smith, but replace him with Barbashev. Like you could say, Hey, good job for keeping the team together. Um, and Bruce Cassidy will be up there for coach of the year because of how good they are. Um, the Bruins, I mean, the navigation of this off season, but in terms of big additions, it's like, well, your biggest addition was Matt Potra. (laughs) Um, Dallas was a, a good team that stayed good. So were the Rangers. So were the abs. So you start to look at the team right now who find themselves in sixth in the NHL on points percentage. The Vancouver Canucks?
1: I was going to say them or possibly Detroit because it's such a good turnaround if they keep it up.
0: Like them, Montreal is up there right now with a decent win percentage. I want to give
1: Anaheim's coach a shout, too, if they can continue to improve. Mm. I saw this really cool video of him in the locker room with the players like after they beat the game, after he got, like, fucking ejected from the game (laughs) (laughs) for arguing with the refs and... That's really cool. Yeah, he, he seems like a really dope dude. It's the thickest freaking like New England accent you'll ever hear in
0: <laughs> anyone. Craig, uh, Greg, not Craig, Greg Cronin, uh, who is from yeah. Boston, Massachusetts, went to college right here in the state of Maine. College. There you go.
1: Too ah, so bad he didn't go to Boston University. He'd be a Sharks coach pretty soon. There you go. <laughs> shark. <laughs> he- <laughs> <laughs> Anytime someone's from fucking Boston,
0: shark. Please, Macklin, please. Um, and for the Canucks, we joked about it, but Rick Tockett, I mean, as the the coach of that team, Patrick Alvina as the GM. I mean, the Canucks have looked better than expected, but obviously it's super early days. Yeah. I can't buy into any sort of Canucks hype train uh, right now, that's for sure. But uh, yeah. Patrick Demko looks to be back at least in his first few games of the year. Six games, a 935. Save percentage so it helps to have your uh supposed to be franchise level goalie give him a legacy calder (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) hey they gave out a legacy norris once Mm. they did
1: go fuck yourself drew dowdy i I still remember bitch
0: (laughs) (laughs) the meme's not dead oh god (sighs) um We'll go to the Vesna here before wrapping up with the Norris uh, because we just talked about that. Judemko, obviously. Um, right now, in terms of the goalie that has the best save percentage with more than one appearance, Uh-oh. Jonathan Quick.
1: Adam Boy, Quickie!
0: Quick, who has... <laughs> How is it just uh, th- two appearances? He has three appearances with a 982 save percentage. What a 56, boy! What a Wait, boy! three games... Oh, three. Two shutouts,
1: stopping fifty-six to fifty-seven. He has oh, two starts, though.
2: Okay. Yeah, so one shutout. Okay. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad. That's not bad. You go quick.
0: Yeah. Um, he. I don't know if he'll get credit, but four appearances from Jeremy Swayman so far. A nine fifty-seven save percentage. Um, for the not future Shark, Jeremy <sighs> Swayman.
1: Bullshit! He should be been a Shark. He's
0: still a Shark. You have shark. Joseph Wall up the shark. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Switeman, University of Maine. So, not, not a Boston guy.
1: <laughs> Don't care close enough. I, I associate Maine with Boston now anyway because you too. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Fair. Um, you have Joseph Wall up there. Jake Ottinger has been really good to start the year. Linus Allmark. LOL, the Bruins have goalies with a 9.57 and a 9.39 save percentage so far this year. <laughs> What well, was that Vegas anything, you
1: said? Sorry, I missed that for a second. uh
0: Swayman has a 957. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Has a 939.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think Vegas was that good because they fucked me over in fantasy the other week.
0: <laughs> Logan Thompson's been good. You have Demco up there. like it's There's a lot of goalies who have actually done really, really well yeah. at the start of the year. Obviously, again, too damn close to call at this stage.
1: Yeah. Um, super.
0: But. I think both Bruins goalies have a pretty damn good chance of being in that conversation again. All Mark won it last year, and yeah. it's they could, definitely they been split more... the Jennings,
1: man. Like that's yeah. not unheard of. I don't know if two goalies can win the Vesna though. That has no, yeah, it's, no. yeah, it no, doesn't. But you, the they Jennings. can split the Jennings. Yeah. They did
0: last year, <laughs> and they well, might fuck. very well do, might do it again. Do it again. This year. <laughs> that's my presumption. Um, and then that brings us to the the Norris Trophy for the start of this season and uh well right now from the points perspective there are two at 11 points that would be adam fox Mm -hmm. i thought Sim was gonna yell overrated (laughs) no he's an offensive defenseman and uh for my money the front runner right now quinn hughes
1: yeah yeah
0: because those hughes boys those hughes boys they're looking pretty damn good so far, Hughes
1: boys better start learning to kick that puck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <sighs>
0: see, nah, or, see? Gotta... or
1: grow some wings. <laughs> um,
0: referencing yeah. that show, canceled <laughs> early. It's yeah,
1: I, uh, yeah, Hughes. Um, <clears> 100, <throat> like the way he's really taken over that, like Canucks team in so mm-hmm. many ways, like as a captain, but also you know. Uh, proving it out there on the ice especially with so many questions surrounding them not as strong as a roster on paper as the Rangers have like you got to now like that doesn't count who wins it but he he's who I'm looking at right now because if he really becomes like a leader leader and really continues to play at the level that he's playing at right now and doesn't take the Suzuki curve then he can at you know absolutely would have a shot at that Norse and people can again, suck it I mean, again, when they talk about two way and try to bring Fox into that because he's ass in his own end. I said it
0: shots fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of those races are pretty close to call. Um, the last thing I kind of wanted to mention just because it's not too much you could say about it, but it is worth acknowledging um, a big loss for the Washington capitals as uh forward Nick backstrom announced today that he was going to take a step back from the team uh just due to his health and, yeah. and injury status he's coming off of another you know couple set of injuries really I mean it's it's been difficult um it's it's a pretty rough spot that they're gonna find themselves in I mean he had one point in eight games so far this season um but at 35 years old, you know under contract this year and next at 9.2 million dollars per and it's never it's never a good sign to have a player just being like i i need to step away i mean we yeah we saw it with jonathan Taves who wasn't playing this year he didn't say the word retire but it would be surprising to see him back um put him in a boonie cap on a beach and shirtless and
1: maybe he'll retire then Oh man, I saw that. I would With love to see his jumbo. fucking stoic ass do a jumbo retirement announcement. <laughs> hey guys. It was a good period. <laughs> hey, yeah, John here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Jonathan Taves, one of the 100, 100 greatest players of all time.
2: I'm John Taves. I knew I
1: retired. Yeah. <laughs> fuck me i mean <laughs> i mean come on you don't have to say it you didn't have to go there you're not, you're not wrong, wrong.
2: Yes. <laughs> you're to <leaving laughs> tell me i'm wrong <laughs> oh it's like my tweet today it was just like oh the news about the uh about the thing happening with the auto so I'm like, you already know what i'm gonna say so i'm not even gonna say it
0: no go ahead Nah, I didn't know what no, was going The say. quote
2: was uh, The Angels says senators will forfeit a first round pick. And, I, and my response was, I don't even have to say it, but you already know what I'm about to say. And it's just Chicago. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Chicago,
2: okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. The you... Ottawa
0: senators have been docked a first round pick. Coincidentally, Chicago gets an extra one <laughs> <laughs> from the offices of Gary Bettman.
2: <laughs> you can have it. <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, oh, this is for having to suffer any years without making the playoffs. Mm, this is for the yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, great, gentlemen.
0: With that, anything left to add, or are we? Uh,
1: yeah, are we for um, today? I mean, we we touched on it, but we I we didn't get to the quote, and because Endo went off into a really bad ad read. Uh, <sighs> but uh, <laughs> William Nylander. I'm going to pull up the quote because we don't have it here. It was brilliant. He had an interview. This was the shirtless interview that we made, that we were talking about earlier. Uh, he was asked, like, do you, you, know, how, uh, you, you feel like you're taking your game to another lem- level? And his response is the most king shit. And I'm going to read it. All right. I'm just doing the thing that I have for the past couple years. But it's nice that you think I've hit a new level. <laughs> He's such a fucking legend. I love him. First of all, fuck you to the Toronto media and shit, and everyone who hasn't given him his flowers over the past bunch of years, and now he's like, all right, you're not gonna pay me. I'm gonna go even harder than I have before because I'm continuing to get he's still a young guy. Like, and (laughs) and there's this weird narrative as oh, here he goes trying in his contract year. Motherfucker, he's what, 26? He's always been Mm. like that. He's continued to develop, like um, And yeah, maybe I'm sure that's part of it that he's more inspired. But also, I'm sure he's tired of losing, too. And if, yeah, the Maple Leafs aren't going to pay him, he's going to get a shitload in uh, free agency. But (sighs) yeah, good for him for for sticking it to basically everyone by doing that and saying that. And good for him for recognizing what you do, William Nylander. The most important part of your journey in life is loving yourself and uh, fucking killing it, man. Our, our Swedish king.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Swap.
1: set as Elskling.
0: Excuse me. Yeah. With, <laughs> that- <laughs> With that, we will look to wind things down here, potentially for this week. Who the hell knows at this rate? Again, we weren't planning on recording this show until Thursday, but hey, things... Happen to happen. So we'll continue to follow along. It is worth noting, of course, that next week there will be just one show at the start of the week. Because this simp's going on a little mini honeymoon uh for a couple of days. So I'll be Who's gone there? to the back half of next week. Um but yeah, we'll uh we'll see what happens in the next few days in case we do not see all of you until uh after the weekend. We thank you, of course, for listening. The show for watching the show, supporting us here on the podcast. And uh well, if you want to support one endo mills even more directly, endurance m where can they go?
2: Uh you can go to twitch.tv slash endurance m E N D O R A N C E M. And you can follow me on Twitter at E-N-D-O-R-A-N-C-E-M. And you can follow me on YouTube at E N D O R A N C E M. I think on Tw- I think on YouTube I'm still just Endo. Um, you are, but I have yeah, you featured on my channel. Oh wow, thank you, I appreciate that. I won't upload for yeah, another Yeah, you're making year. me look
1: like shit for not uploading. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. I haven't figured out what to do. I've been busy, man. You know, life sucks. Uh, everything's great, um, but yeah, I'm hopefully gonna be streaming more on Twitch. So follow me there, and yeah. I don't have a Movember thing. I wanted to do a Movember thing, but a buddy on my team is doing a Movember campaign. I will get the information for it and I will share it for you guys. Because Movember, can we please stand put up. a
1: chevron below his webcam of all of, of uh while he's talking about his friend just advertising my stuff also and say due to time constraints also follows <laughs> in <Sinhead." laughs> his fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting into my promo time, bitch. People have clicked off now.
2: Thanks. No, they no, haven't. Kidding. They're still there. They're still there. They're still there.
1: Yeah, follow follow me in, on YouTube and, and Twitter for bangers, by the way. And then also occasionally me getting ratioed by
0: burners. Um, for the record, um, I do believe Sin is shadow banned on Twitter. <laughs> because Are you? As I tr- I'm pretty sure he is. Because if I dude. go to the little search feature and type in Sin for the Web Prod, he does not show up. Oh, um, so there is a chance that sin is shadow sin ftw prod, uh-huh. but so, yeah, yeah right. twitter.com sin ftw prod, you will find him there directly. But yeah, he might be shadow banned through the search. Reading. Shit, do I have to spend eight
1: dollars to get rid of that? Probably, <laughs> what is <are laughs> shadow banned? Let's go. I wish I cared.
2: Your name. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm.
0: oh, goodness, you guys know where to find me at this point everywhere. 2 24 you know the deal. Um. yeah with that we love you guys we will see you either later on this week or next week time will tell depends on how much Michael Anlauer wants to continue to absolutely roast the NHL